Today is Thursday, June 22nd. The title for our devotional is Love. Let's begin by reading Galatians 5.22 again as we did yesterday. Remember, we're exploring what the spiritual life looks like, and we're starting here in Galatians 5, looking at the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The first quality that Paul lists is love. Listing it first indicates its supremacy among the other qualities. It's difficult to overstate the value of love in the Christian life. It is the chief Christian quality. Matthew 22, Jesus says, Teacher, or Jesus asked, What is the greatest commandment? Jesus replied, Love. The Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Then he goes on to say, All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Notice the verb in each of these is to love. John 13, 34, a new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. 1 John 4, 8, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. The early church took this term love, or agape in the Greek, and made it their own. They redefined it by Jesus himself. 1 John 3, 16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. John 13, 34, a new command I give to you, love one another, as we've already read this, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. So this type of love that Jesus is talking about is defined by him. He even goes so far in the Sermon on the Mount to say that we ought to love our enemies. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Dallas Willard describes love as an inward movement of the heart that moves one to act in the best interest of another. Just as Jesus acted in our best interest by going to the cross at great cost to himself, so we should be so moved in our heart to act in the best interest of others. That's what it means to love. The Christian life is a life of growing in love. Love for God and love for others. If this is the case, we ought to view, as Greg Thompson calls us to, our homes, our churches, our workplaces, as schools of love. How can I grow in love today? Should be a question we wake up each day asking ourselves. When we think of discipleship in this way, I think it helps dissolve some of the misconceptions that we often have about discipleship. First, we tend to think of discipleship as only learning, a learning exercise of the mind. This is part of discipleship, but certainly not large enough to contain the concept of love. We ought to seek more understanding of God and to know others better so that we can love them more. Secondly, we tend to view discipleship as a private matter. Learning to love is innately communal. How can we learn to love unless we do not interact often with others and God? Thirdly, we tend to think of discipleship as convenient. From the perspective of learning to love, the hard times become the most formative. It is through relational tension that we often learn to love deeper. It is through seasons of pain and suffering that we learn to turn to God because we have nothing to give in ourselves and no place else to turn. In those moments, we experience God's love more, and as we learn of his love, we understand more about how we ought to love one another. In this sense, love becomes experiential, not just theoretical. In our culture, which overuses and abuses the term love, it often seems very ordinary. Yet, as Paul says here, this type of love, the love that is defined by Christ, that is, is miraculously produced in us by the Holy Spirit. 
This then is evidence of the spiritual life. Today I invite you to reflect on your view of discipleship. Think of it as growing in love for God and others. How does this change your perspective of discipleship? Do you hold any of the common misconceptions that I listed above? And finally today, pray for the Spirit of God to continue producing love within you for God and for others. You may even want to leave a reminder or a uh, notification on your phone to remind you to pray every day for God to help you grow in love for Him and for others. Thank you.